Hallelujah. He is a miracle God. It is my distinct honor to bring to this pulpit tonight Greg Kuhn, evangelist, not only in this country but around the world. Will you welcome the man of God? Let's preach with him tonight. Put your hands together in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Kyle. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise for he is worthy of our worship. God, we magnify you, Jesus. Praise God. I love what I feel in the presence of the Lord. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. This right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in God's house. No place I'd rather be than here in the presence of the Lord. It is a distinct honor to be here and to deliver the word of God to you. I feel like God has laid something on my heart for this service. Privileged and honored to be with your pastor and uh, to be a part of the vision that he has cast. And uh, God is doing great things. I'm glad to be a part of what God is doing. Praise God. The book of Psalm chapter 119 and also St. John chapter 1. Very familiar passage of scripture. Psalm chapter 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. And then also in St. John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and that nothing should by any means hurt them. To them gave he power to become witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. This is the verse I love. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For the next few minutes, I would like to preach on this subject, Logos Illumination. Logos Illumination. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Be careful on the way down. Praise God. Logos is a thought or concept and... The expression or utterance of that thought as in the express image of God. The word illumination means to supply or to brighten with light. To make luminous or shining, to enlighten intellectually or spiritually. To make clear, illustrious or resplendent. To decorate as a manuscript with gold or silver or brilliant colors. The spoken word 
became the written word. The written word became the literal word. In Christ are embodied all the treasures of divine wisdom, the collective thought of God. He is from eternity, and in His incarnation, He is the expression or utterance of the person and thought of deity. As God said, let there be light, and there was light, so the entrance of His holy word gives us light and illumination. The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That word comprehended is the Greek word katalambano, which means to seize on, to keep down, or under, or to stop. In other words, this means that the satanic powers of darkness did not overcome the logos or the light of the world. But Jesus, unarmed, assassinated, and obliterated these darkened demons while suspended on the cross of Calvary. It was the light which spoiled principalities and powers, making a show of them openly triumphing over them. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. This is not a dead word I come with this evening, but His words are spirit, and they are life. When the Word, the Logos, became flesh, the Word of life became the light of men. Today, we have this Logos illumination, which no force of spiritual darkness can comprehend, overtake, or destroy. The resurrection or the power of the Holy Ghost is the light of men. God dwells in unapproachable light. He is unapproachable and incomprehensible until we have a revelation of who He really is. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, And without controversy, without debate, without argument, great is the mystery of godliness. For God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, uh, preached on in the world, and believed, received up into glory. He was the Father in creation the Son in redemption. But I'm glad I know Him as the Holy Ghost in regeneration. This Logos illumination comes not by mere understanding or intellectualism, but rather this infinitely cosmic revelation. To Isaiah, He was a father. To John, He was the Son. But to Peter, He was the power of the Holy Ghost. John said it like this, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. Praise God. For the Father hath given all things into the hand of his Son. For in him, referring to Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. Jesus, the Logos, the Word, he testified of himself in John 12, 44. He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. In John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Have I been so long time with you, Philip, 
and yet thou hast not known me. He that hath seen me has seen the Father. Believest thou that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. In the Old Testament, Jehovah was known through compound names. He was known as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He was known as Jehovah Rophi, our healer. Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Jehovah M. Kadesh, our sanctifier. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Jehovah Tzid Canoe, our righteousness. Jehovah Rohi, our shepherd. Jehovah Shama, he is there. Praise God. In the Old Testament, there were six cities of refuge that the manslayer could run to and he could find refuge in these cities. But thank God, in the New Testament, there's one more city of refuge. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong and a mighty tower that the righteous runneth into, and they are saved. I wish somebody would run to the name of Jesus. There's still power in the name of Jesus. There's healing. There is deliverance. There is baptism. There is cleansing. Thank God the blood is still in the name of Jesus. Could somebody praise that wonderful matchless name? Hebrews chapter 1, God with sundry times and in divers manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus has a more excellent name. A person's name brings identity to them. We all have a name given to us by our father and our mother. But Jesus had a name foreordained and predestined from before the foundation of the world. His is a distinct name. An exquisite name, a glorious name, an exalted name, a powerful name, a more excellent name. His name is more excellent than Marx, Houdini, Thoreau, Lincoln, Napoleon, Caesar, Constantine, Lenin, Stalin, Alexander the Great, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, Snooky. Kim Kardashian, Alex Rodriguez, LeBron James, Adrian Foster, Benny Hinn, Billy Graham, Apollyon, Michael, Gabriel, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, I know it's Wednesday night, but I feel like praising the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. 
Woo, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let's praise him for a moment. Our God is great, and he is greatly, greatly, greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. We talked about home Bible studies. Your pastor and I discussed it because that's the lifeblood of revival. That's the lifeblood of the church. If you've had a home Bible study and you've seen the tabernacle of Moses drawn out on a piece of paper, the cross of Calvary fits over Moses' tabernacle perfectly because where his feet would have been was that brazen altar where we kneel at his feet and we ask for forgiveness of our sins. And the blood was applied at the brazen altar. I'm thankful the blood is still applied at repentance. But you can't stop there. You've got to go to where his side would have been. And that's where the brazen labor was. And the priest would wash his hands, Brother Kyle. And the blood and water would mix. Praise God. The blood is in the name. And there's still power in the name. And out of his side flowed blood and water to purchase a New Testament church. But you can't be satisfied with that. I want to go into the holy place. Because when you go in there, he holds the seven golden candlesticks in his right hand. In his left hand he holds the tables of shoe bread. Where his mouth would have been was the altar of incense uh, where he prayed the prayer Father forgive them for they know not what they do but I'm not satisfied there. I want to go behind uh, the veil of flesh uh, and go to where the ark of the covenant is uh, because that's where his head would have been. I'm glad I know that in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. There were three things in that ark where his head would have been. The first were the tables of commandment, which represented the Father, because God fathered the law on Mount Sinai. There was a golden pot of manna, which represented the Son, because Jesus said in John 6, Moses gave you not that true bread from heaven, but I am the bread of life. And there was Aaron's rod that budded, which represents the power of the Holy Ghost. That's where his head would have been. I'm glad I know that in him dwells all of the fullness. Exodus 25, 11 says, A crown of gold was to be placed upon the Ark of the Covenant. Come on, church. It's time to crown Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. When that veil was rent in twain, not only did it unleash the Holy Ghost, but it unleashed the most powerful revelation ever given unto men. 1 John 5, 7 and 8, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Are you glad to know that you and I are created in the image of and in the likeness of God. Because when God knelt down and he sketched man in the dust of the earth, he was creating the image he would one day have. And you and I are created and made in the image and in the likeness of God. How is that, you say? Because we have a soul, we have a body, and we have a spirit. And Paul said, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be sanctified before the Lord. Soul represents the Father. The body represents the Son. And the Spirit represents the Holy Spirit. 
Praise God. There's a record in heaven and it cannot be changed. You can't change it and I can't change it. Praise God. But if there's a record in heaven, there has to be a witness on earth. Could I get a witness in the house? Hallelujah. Is there anybody who could give me a witness? I've been washed in the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one, one what? One plan of salvation. I've heard the oneness of God preached all my life. And I didn't understand what is the practical application to the oneness of God. Because the blood was given in the Old Testament for the atoning of the soul. The water was given to wash the body, not just physically, but super spiritually. Praise God. And the Holy Spirit is what sanctifies our human spirit. I believe there's some witnesses on a Wednesday night who could say, I've been washed in the water, the spirit, and the blood. Could you give God great praise for the things that he has done? Come on, Jesus is still the answer in 2020. He's the answer for world peace, uh, presidential elections. Uh, he's still the bomb of Gilead, uh, the rose of Sharon. Uh, he's the lily in my valley, uh, the bright and the morning star. Uh, he's a sword and a shield. Uh, he is the Shekinah amid the cherubs. Uh, he's the sapphire seal of heaven, uh, the fairest of 10,000, uh, the master of the universe, the paracleti, the pneumos, the logos, uh, the revival the revelator, the root of David. He's a plan of renown, a cluster of campfire, the branch, the bread. He's a refuge from the storm and a covert from the tempest. He's still the rock of ages, the chief cornerstone, my daysman, my mediator, my advocate, my testator. He's the covenanter, the last Adam and the first begotten. He is my captain, my governor, my in sign. He's the lion and the lamb. The author and the finisher. The alpha and the omega. He's still the mighty God. He's the everlasting father and the prince of peace. I'm glad I'm in a church on Wednesday night who knows who Jesus is. Come on, the answer for Elon is Jesus. Jesus is going to heal Elon in Jesus' name. Does somebody believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all? Come on, I wish somebody would not be content to stand in the sunlight. I wish you would go into where the candlelight is, but don't be satisfied there. I wish somebody would press through the veil of your flesh and say, I want to enter in to the Shekinah light and the glory of God's holy presence. Could we put our hands together and could we give a shout unto the King immortal? Invisible, the only wise God. Could somebody say, He's my shield and buckler? He is my rock in a weary land. He's my bread when I'm hungry. He's my water when I'm thirsty. Has God been good to you? Has God ever paid your mortgage? You ought to be giving him praise. Has God ever brought you out? There ought to be a shout on a Wednesday night. Thank God you brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light. We who once sat in the region in the shadow of darkness, thank God a great light named Jesus has sprung up. 
Come on, church. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Don't hide the light. But somebody needs to break your lantern and let the light shine. Somebody needs to blow the trumpet and shout the sword of the Lord. And I'm Gideon. I feel victory. I feel revival in the house, Pastor Kyle. God's going to do the miraculous. God is still able to do exceedingly abundantly of all that you can ask or think. According to what? I feel like there's some power working. That's it. Just lift your hands and praise him for a moment. I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Jesus is in the house. Where he is, anything can happen. Blinded eyes can be opened. Deaf ears unstopped. Cancer can fall off. God can heal sugar diabetes. He's a miracle working God. He's an on time God. Yes, he is. He is my rock. He is the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. He is my shield and buckler. He is my exceeding great. Come on, when Jesus is in the house, anything is possible. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma Sunday. There was a lady who came who in a wheelchair couldn't walk. At the end of that service, she was running around the building shouting, praising God. It was not because of this evangelist. It was because the light of the gospel can still penetrate the dark recesses. Every dark recess of disease and despair and depression. I'm praying, Pastor Kyle, that the light of the glorious gospel would penetrate, that it would illuminate. I submit to you that Jesus is illuminating, immutable, indestructible, inimitable, indescribable, indisputable, incontestable, incontrovertible, irrefutably the great I am. He's not the great I used to be. He's not the great I will be. But he's in this service right now. And he's saying, I am that healing that you need. I am that financial miracle and breakthrough that you need. I am that relationship restore that you need. Could somebody praise him for he is worthy. Come on, when the light begins to shine, this Logos illumination, it gives direction. I don't know where I'm going, but I want to walk in the light as he is in the light, that I may have fellowship one with another. Come on, the Urim and the Thummim. Lights and perfections are glowing. And when the light glows, direction is given. I wonder tonight if we can allow this epiphany, this Logos illumination to penetrate our psyche penetrate our emotions, our spirit, and allow God to bring opportunity out of every obstacle. I may be down, devil, but I'm not out because the light of God is shining through my life. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. God wants to give encouragement and strength and let you know you're going to make it. The devil is a liar. I may be down, but I'm not out. Hallelujah. I've got the light of the gospel shining in my life. Woo! Hallelujah. Musicians, come quickly. 
I was in my early 20s. I was lying on this side of the church when God gave me a vision. And in this vision, I was preaching before thousands of people. I was wearing this bright, luminous, shining garment. And when I looked out in the congregation, many of the people were in a black shroud. They were covered in a black garment. Others of them were sitting there standing in a bright, shining, luminous garment. And as I began to preach, those that were in, they were totally blacked out in a veil, in a garment. Suddenly, they began to change and metamorphosize. And they started wearing this glowing, bright light, this garment. That's what happens when the gospel of Jesus Christ begins to penetrate humanity. He penetrates their emotions, their physicality. He can penetrate every atom, every cell in your body. And when he does, something is about to change in your life. I've seen it fulfilled. The past 10 years, I've seen hundreds receive the Holy Ghost. In October, in one service, 42 first-time people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I didn't lay hands on one of them. God did it. You know why? Not because of an evangelist, but because there's still power in the name of Jesus and the light of the gospel can penetrate the darkness. I was preaching in Louisiana, 66-year-old lady sitting on the front row, cancer, never had the Holy Ghost. We prayed for it in about five minutes. God healed her, filled her with the Holy Ghost. I was in San Antonio preaching for Pastor Scoggins several years ago. There was a lady we prayed for on Sunday. And on Monday on the way home, Pastor called me and he said, you know that lady we prayed for, she was on six different kinds of medication. She had been, in, she had been hospitalized for mental issues. But he said, I just got off the phone with her and she called and said, I threw away all of my six different kinds of medication, totally healed by the blood of Jesus. Come on, that's what happens when the light begins to shine and penetrate the darkness. I was preaching in Illinois and there was a man, he died in service. There were RNs, there were medical doctors, verifiable, certified, medically proven. He was dead. And while someone ran out to call 911, several of us gathered around him and we began to call on the name of Jesus. You know what happened? God raised him from the dead. And the last time I saw him, he was waving goodbye, rolling out in his wheelchair, totally resurrected, not because of an evangelist, but because there's still power. In the name of Jesus, I wish somebody would lift your voice and give a shout. Let there be a crescendo wherever you are. I wish you would run right now to the altar and say, I may be down, but I'm not out. On this Wednesday night, I know where my help come fr comes from. I'm just going to keep on waiting till my change comes. I don't know what's typical, but I wish somebody would run to the altar and say tonight I'm going to allow the powerful, penetrating, forceful gospel of Jesus Christ to penetrate my psyche, my emotions, my physical ailments and maladies, my infirmity. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. The glorious gospel is beginning to penetrate someone's heart and spirit tonight. Yeah, Sunday.
Come on, that's it. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's a wind blowing through this building. There is an anointing that will destroy every oak. That's it. Come on, just lift your hands and lift your heart. Come on, let the Holy Ghost penetrate that sin, that addiction, that disease that is in your body, uh, that psychosomatic issue. Let the Holy Ghost... Let the anointing of God, the life is the light of men. Come on, the life is the light of men. When the Holy Ghost flows through you, the light is penetrating the dark places in your spirit. The life is the light. Men, come on, that's it. Let the Holy Ghost flow out of you. Let it flow through you. The life is the light of men. Something's happening right now. Come on, that's it. Pour out your heart. With all of my heart, spirit, soul, mind, and body, I will worship. I give you everything. Come on, that's it. Don't stop. Go behind the veil. Press behind. I'm not satisfied with sunlight or candlelight, but I want to press behind the veil of my emotions, of my attitude and spirit, and I want to walk in the holy of holies where the Shekinah presence of God lingers come on that's it I feel liberty in the house Woo! hallelujah somebody's going to be set free tonight in the name of Jesus I come against every spirit of depression I come against every spirit of disease I curse it in the name of Jesus by your stripes I am healed in Jesus' name. I claim healing. I claim deliverance. God sends your word to Elon and heal him. Woo. That's it. That's it. Go ahead. With everything you've got, let the life flow through you. Because the life is the light. That life. Come on, that force you feel flowing out of you. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Thus spake he of the Spirit. Let that river flow. Open your mouth and let those unknown tongues be released. Woo! Ha! Come on, that's it. The life is the light. Woo! That's it. Lay hands on somebody. They can receive the Holy Ghost on a Wednesday night right now. The light is shining, piercing and penetrating the darkness. There's no name that is stronger, that is greater than our Savior. There's no name that is greater, that is stronger than our Savior. There's no name that is greater, that is stronger than our Savior. There's no name that is greater, that is stronger than our Savior. Call the name of Jesus. He is our Savior. Call the name of Jesus. He is our protector. 
call the name of Jesus. He is our provider. Call the name of Jesus. He is our deliverer. Say, call the name. Call the name of Jesus. He is our healer. Call the name of Jesus. He is our provider. Just call the name of Jesus. He is our protector. Call the name of Jesus. He is our deliverer. Say there's no name. There's no name that is greater, that is stronger than our Savior. There's no name that is greater, that is stronger than our Savior. There's no name that is greater, that is stronger than our Savior.
sweeter name. No sweeter name than the name of Jesus. No sweeter name have I ever known. No sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Can we sing it again? There's no sweeter name. No sweeter 